and welcome to the 115 Fouls FPL podcast, the podcast hosted by two idiots who took a minus four for Everton strikers. I'm Steve. I'm Johnny. And today we'll be looking back on game week 21 and ahead to game week 22. But first, it's time to bring in Johnny. Johnny, uh, as tradition, uh, I've got a little would would you rather question uh, for you. So, um, would you rather try and guess a Pep Guardiola lineup or a Thomas Tuchel lineup? <laughs> Definitely Tuchel. Um, but, uh, only because if I get it wrong, it's not going to impact my team and I'm not going to be upset about it. <laughs> so, um, yeah. It's uh, it was pretty pretty wild start to the uh, to the game week this week, wasn't it? Finding out that uh, you know um, the player that we both transferred, well, one of the players that we both transferred in uh, just didn't play at all. So yeah, never madness. never helpful, is it? No, not at all. Uh, <laughs> just madness. I think the only uh, we're obviously going to get into the game week, the but the only saving grace for me about this this game week going so badly is seeing the amount of other people who've just had some absolute disasters come through their teams as well, you know. Like, the amount of uh, Sterling Cancelo double-ups on Captain and Vice has been quite dramatic. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, Pep's really done a number of teams in this week, hasn't he? He certainly has. And, you know, it's a, it's a long-running fantasy football tradition that that should be the case. Pep Roulette is well and truly alive. Um, we've uh, we're recording uh, on Sunday night, and we've just finished watching the Brighton Spurs game. Uh, bit of a shocker, Brighton beating Spurs. Um, it wasn't the greatest game, was it? Let's face it. No, a bit bit boring. Um, I think there was a lot of question marks over how they'd react without Kane in that team, and I just think it showed what his role in that team is. Right, he's much more of a creator than I think probably gets a, gets credit for. And uh, yeah, they they was quite a laboured performance. But you know, don't take it away from Brighton. I thought they played really well. It's just they weren't they weren't expected to win that game. Let's say. Yeah, it's, I mean, Brighton have been on a relatively decent run, especially defensively, of the last few weeks. Um, so to say that it's a total kind of out the blue win, the same way that maybe you would think Sheffield United beating United was uh, in midweek, is sort of would be exaggerated, but. I was um, I was more interested in looking at Spurs from the perspective of the fantasy football assets, and especially as a Son owner and somebody who had the idea that Gareth Bale would was bought as a Harry Kane replacement. He he was the guy who was always going to step in when Harry Kane got an injury because he does always have a brief spell out during the season, or maybe not so brief. Um, and it didn't really work, did it, with Bale in that forward position no it didn't and he was the first one lumped off for for Mora wasn't he which is well not yeah I mean there was Vinicius came on for Sanchez at half time um, yeah and then Bale came off in about the 60th minute I think um, but they were try- they, they knew initially that it wasn't working with Gareth Bale in that Harry Kane role of dictating play from the front, you know, dropping into those areas, it just it wasn't happening, and they had to they had to rework it. Um, so yeah, it's 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 bad news as as a human son owner because they've got a lot of stuff to work on. Yeah, yeah, and and, and genuinely, I, you know, I'll probably talk about this, but I was really really considering bringing in son this week because I'm not, and on the strength of tonight, I'm maybe just going to hold fire on that decision. Um, but you know, we'll see. Uh, I do, I do like going a bit rogue. So maybe a bad performance is just the just the right timing for a Johnny team to put Son in. 
Well, exactly. I think at the moment, when players look at the most down and out, uh, as we're about to discuss, uh, they sometimes come good. Um, let's first start by talking about um, how your game week went, John. What was uh, what's been going on? Um, I mean, look, uh, I didn't enjoy this game week particularly when I saw the the city team sheet. Um, I've got Stones and Cancelo and Gundogan. And uh, I captained Gundogan, uh, poor choice, um, given I had Salah until the last minute and changed my mind. Um, and then not seeing either those two defenders in, in a nil-nil when, you know, it's just, it's just 12 points out of your team, isn't it? Um, particularly when Diaz did play and, and got eight points for a few people in, in, in the leagues that I sort of play in. So that was, uh, that was, that was a tough one to swallow. Um, Bamford finally got me some decent returns, which is nice. Um, like I'm... I'm not going to jump up and down this week. I think it was a, a flat 50 points for me and I think I struggled to get there. So onwards and upwards. Um, I think you had a better week though, didn't you? I did. Um, I think I had a good game week in, a, in the midst of a bad game week generally for people. Uh, I had Diaz, which helped. Um, I took a minus four this week. We sort of talked about this on on Thursday night's um, episode that I'd already taken out uh like taking out a couple of people, I put in um, Diaz and I put in sorry, I put in Cancelo and I put in uh, Gundawan and then I had to get rid of Harry Kane. I got rid of Harry Kane for Richarlison, two points, not great. Um, luckily, Cancelo didn't play. Dallas came off my bench for seven points. I uh, had Banford, and but the main thing for me this week is that finally, finally, uh, Mohamed Salah started getting returns and yeah I had him as captain um at the right time so that's the thing essentially that saved my game week back into the top 10k I'm very happy about that um after what's been a pretty poor few game weeks for me really hard work the last few weeks and I'm just glad to be kind of back at it and that's what a captaincy can do for you yeah absolutely and I'm just, I'm just looking at that sort of points differential that would have meant for my team and it makes me quite sad so um you know it's a uh, it's annoying when someone's got a player you don't have, but it's annoying when you've got that player and you could have just made a better decision. So, um, yeah, next next time round, maybe don't go with a with a punt on a midfielder that's done well, and maybe go with the guy that's just consistently leading the the fantasy football yearly points tallies. Well, it's been an interesting week in terms of punting on players that are going sort of with the trend because we've seen the last few weeks, right, that. For instance, Gundogan, who's been on excellent form, who I, I've, I've said in the past is not my sort of fantasy football player. I don't like usually owning somebody like this, but he's been on such great form, it was hard to ignore him. Um, and anybody who got him in last week was rewarded with 14 points. Um, it's gone back down to three this week. Cancelo was a rotation risk. And I, I went with the grain a little bit. And this week, anybody who went with the grain either put in Digne or Calvert-Lewin or Richarlison in my case, and got punished for it, and it's it's proven to be a it's proven to be a bad decision on that part. So sometimes you're rewarded for going with the grain, sometimes you're not. But it's um, yeah, I I'm sort of gutted in a way that I I went I I caved in to the to the mob this week, but I'm just trying to uh, navigate through that. So if you were gonna. Avoid the pitchfork upgrade next time, Steve. Who, uh, who, would you, who would you have wanted instead? Well, it's hard. It's hard to know. I mean, I, if I'm being totally honest with you, um, I was fifty-fifty between 
Danny Ings and um, Richarlison. And I've, I've, to be quite honest with you, seeing Danny Ings score in the 90th minute versus Villa, I put my head in my hands and was like, oh my God, this is like the, you know, this the, I should have gone with what I really thought was the better fantasy football option. Obviously it got ruled out. Martinez ended up getting 10 points. I said on Thursday that I was uh, not a fan of Martinez getting any points because so many people have him and he's proven to be a game week saver for many. Um, so yeah, that was that was a bit gutting. But yeah, I, 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 there was no situation. I should have really waited the week, let Kane sit on my bench, but it's fine. I've got I've got Rich Arson going forward now. I'm sort of happy with that with a fixture against Leeds, who've got a pretty poor defence next uh, next week. So yeah, it's. I think a lot of people will have just taken big hits for Luca Digne uh, in defence, which might, you know, for one point is not a great shout essentially. No, no, not at all. Oh dear. Um, but yeah, we we both took minus fours. We both put we we both put um we both put Everton strikers in. We and did. It's it might work out next week. This is the whole thing about minus fours. They should always be with a long term um plan in mind, and hopefully that plan will uh, will come to fruition. Yeah, and and I, and I watch watching that Everton game. And I got I've got DCL. You you got Richarlison, and and actually both of them looked really really lively. When, when they were getting their chances, it felt like the service wasn't quite there. Um, but you're kind of hoping that's maybe a, a game week blip more than anything else. So I do still think that there's some really good returns to be had out of Everton players. I think they're a bit of a sleeping giant in the FPL world at the moment. But uh, we'll, we'll see. I probably live to regret saying that. It's funny sometimes as well when you're making choices in FPL that can be made, that, that sometimes are pivoted on people who are absolutely not FPL assets. So for me, when I'm looking at Everton, when Alan's fit, they're a better side and their main assets become great choices. But Alan is a terrible fantasy football choice because he's not going to score your goals and get assists, but he does make that side better. So he wasn't playing at the weekend. They were worse. So it's always good to look out sometimes for those sorts of players and if they're fit or not. I think yeah. we've obviously talked about that from the, you know, it's very different, but from the Harry Kane perspective with Spurs. They're a better side with Harry Kane in, oh, and it's proving to be that Spurs assets might be off the table for a few weeks while he whilst he's out. Um, yeah, one thing that did happen this week, obviously in the Monks that fixture, is um, finally when you predicted that Newcastle would lose, they finally got a win, uh, <laughs> which is uh, good for good for Steve Bruce. I think he might have been in trouble if they didn't win that game. But um, Callum Wilson again proving to be one of this year's uh, top uh, fantasy football options to own in a particularly bad team, which is uh, not usually what you would uh, go for as a fantasy football manager. Yeah, th- thanks for pointing. That. I got that one out wrong, Steve. You got a few wrong as well. Just, just. just I made know. I made that prediction as well, but it's the first time that you've actually not backed Newcastle to get results since we started this podcast, which is uh, yeah. what makes it. Even more hilarious. Brilliant. But, um, you know, in my defence, um, you, you know, you went the same way. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm pleased, right? I mean, Callum Wilson's first goal was amazing. And, uh, and you know, it probably keeps Steve Bruce in the job. So, there are two things I'm happy about, right? So, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. And if, if my prediction of them uh, losing is what they need to spur them on to victory, look, you know, you, you're welcome, right? That's just, that's just what they needed, I think. Fair enough. I mean, they've um, yeah. It's it's nice to see sometimes a 
uh, a side that you think are never going to win again, finally showing you that they can and re- making you realise that sometimes you get a bit in your own head about these things. <laughs> Which is, uh, you know, it's always worth remembering that anybody in the Premier League can beat anybody on the, any given day. And if you're going to pick somebody, that you should be picking them over the basis of several games because we don't know what's going to happen game to game. Yeah. Well, look, on the on the score front, um, it wasn't a particularly standard performance from either of us, but I got a lowly five points only getting the correct uh, score in two and a bonus point in, in one. Uh, and you... Um, Picked up significantly more than that. Uh, you got Eight, uh, eighteen, right, John? Eighteen points. Yeah. So um, that was a lot more than me, which was which was frustrating. But um, I did manage to salvage a bit of a uh, bit of points on our on our additional game that we play, which was which was better. And um, and given I had a McGoldrick in there in in both that, so it worked out. So so Steve, why don't you talk us through um, your three choices and why you picked them? Because you went for Digne, Sterling, and Ndombélé. They didn't do particularly well, did they? Okay, okay, so just before we get into that, we should probably explain that anybody who hasn't who didn't listen last week, we are now doing a situation where we pick three um, players in fantasy football. Uh, whoever is whoever's team of three players score the most points in that week. Um, they get an extra five points towards their score prediction. So, yeah, anyway, that, that, that sort of explains the general feat of the game. I scored three points this week. Uh, I picked Raheem Sterling, who didn't play. Uh, the part of this as well is that if you pick a player, you can't pick them again. So Sterling is gone for me now. He's got his zero points. That's it. I got I put in, Din- uh, as I said, Digne, um, who got one, and I got uh, Haddon Dombele, who scored two. So three <laughs> points, three players. Uh did you beat that? Oh, you did, we know that. You did beat that, Johnny. Um, I did. I did. Unsurprisingly. Um, Harvey Barnes sealing it for you, right? Yeah, he did. I mean, DCL got two, McGoldrick got one, so I only needed one point from Harvey Barnes at the end. But he, he bagged a goal, got me seven, ten points for the week, win column for Johnny, five points to the tally, a little bit. keeps me in the hunt for the for the overall score predictions. Uh, points tally. So we'll go again. Yeah, exactly. Um yeah, it was a it's a bit of a funny one. We'll we'll do our predictions for um for this week going forward uh, later in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got a pretty quick turnaround again. Uh, it feels sort of like five minutes since we did the last podcast. To be quite honest with you, um, and we've got another game week on Tuesday. Uh, so new set of fixtures, new week. Uh, who are you looking at this week, John? Who are the fixtures that you're targeting? What is your plan? I always ask you this. You never have a plan. I don't have a plan. But um, I, I think at the moment, um, I'm thinking about doing something I don't usually do. Is, is If I don't put Son in, right? And that is that is the caveat. I, I am still very much thinking I might put Son in. I've got a lot of cash in the bank at the moment in my team because I took out Vardy and Kane and, and I haven't replaced them with, with big, bigger, spare, big expensive players. So... If I, if I don't put Son in, I think I might look to upgrade my goalkeeper or at least change my goalkeeper. So um, I've got Alex McCarthy. I had him at the start of the season. He's staying. And I've also got Fabianski, who I do like, but having doubled up on uh, sort of defensive players from West Ham, I don't really want to do that. Plus, if Antonio keeps looking as sharp as he does, I want that option by only having two West Ham players in my team, which would be, and I want to want to keep with Suchek and Kufal. So, if I don't put Son in, the two keepers I'm looking at is the obvious Martinez, who got another 10 points. Um, 
but again, that would be following the fancy football um, mob, as you you called them before. Um, but the other one I'm thinking about is is Mendy. Um, they just look a lot more steady at the back to Chelsea. Um, very, very, very quickly. Um, they look like a real defensive unit. We talked last week uh, about Tuchel really firming up defences. And uh, I, I don't know, I, I've, I've got a, a, a renewed sense of faith in their in their back line. So at 5.1, Mendy is looking like a real real tasty option to, to bring in. So I think that's what I might go for. Um, what, what about you? Just on that note, it's interesting because obviously we, we briefly spoke about Rudiger at 4.5 last week as being a really good option from that, that defence. Um, and it looks like he's probably nailed on to be that second defender now of Azuma. Uh, but um, just to kind of come away from fantasy football for a while, I really think um, Edouard Mendy is not very good <laughs> as a player. I mean, it, it's funny that um, I, I, yeah, we've watched quite a lot of uh, a lot of instances coming in from Chelsea, and he's so flappy. And I think he's gonna get found out at some point. And I think Tuchel's protecting him, and it's all fine. But it just seems like a, another terrible uh, Chelsea goalkeeper signing that um, he got away with it for the first few weeks when he was keeping lots of clean sheets in a pretty strong, solid side. Um, yeah, but even if, even if you're right about him being horrendous and flappy, which I probably say is an exaggeration on a guy who had a pretty decent record in in the French league, and, and like you say, he's got quite a few clean sheets, right? I mean, what are his options, right? Where it's, it's deadline day tomorrow, and they're not going to buy uh, another goalkeeper, so he's they are not. put Kepa back in, probably not, given the strength of what happened in the Luton um, FA Cup tie. Um, was it Luton? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, a complete flap again. That was a flap, and. Um, <laughs> You know, and then what is it? Czech is in that squad still, so maybe he gets a resurgence. And if that happens, that would be glorious to see. But I think he's a pretty nailed-on star, isn't he? Really, for the, to the end of the season, and given you know their backline looks really stable, he's a, he's a cheap option for what essentially a big six team, right? Yeah, exactly. It's um. It, that is that is a fair point, and I, and actually, as we've seen, two clean sheets and two from Tuchel, they've kept a lot of the ball. They've been they haven't been like exposed very much by those first two times they've played. Um, they've got a relatively decent run coming up, so they they are in a position where you probably want to look at defenders, and, and it's a, he's a guaranteed starter when he's already been mixing and matching defenders so far. In the Plus that. Plus, they've got Spurs next game, which means it's probably a clean sheet, another clean sheet for them, right? Given they can't <laughs> after score. Watching, after watching Spurs tonight, yes, it's probably the case. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to go back to your original question, uh, in terms of who I'm looking at this week, I, I mean, uh, one of the people I've wanted to be getting in for weeks now is um, is Jack Grealish. I've got a real dilemma on my hands because I think the two Villa people that I want are Martinez and Grealish. Um, which means I don't want Watkins, which means a big systematic change. I don't want free Villa players, um, but that might be mean waiting until later in the season to make those changes. So, it, yeah, th- there's every chance that looking at my side this week, I'm probably going to bank my transfer because it, it looks pretty strong um, off the basis of it. But I think there's some interesting fixtures and interesting sides. Like there's 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 a looking at kind of Arsenal and their defensive record over the last few weeks um, Rob Holding is becoming kind of hard to ignore and he's a bit of a bonus points machine as well yeah um, and uh, yeah I guess if we're if we're talking about you know Leicester's struggles since they've lost Vardy they've also got Madison who really could have had two assists today um, 
when you know Perez was caught offside as well. So he's sort of looking like somebody who would be interesting in that in that midfield. So yeah, lots of lots of people who are on my radar. Um, but I think just at the moment, sometimes when you've got too many options, the best thing to do is to sit tight and wait. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. And actually, even though I'm really keen on putting Mendy in, I think I'm steering towards him more than Martinez actually. Um, just for something that's maybe a bit of a differential, really, is that they have got Spurs next time out, like I mentioned. So, you know, I think the banking of your transfers is something we don't often talk about, but it, it it allows you quite a lot. And actually, if you think about it, even rationally, even if you think about taking a four-point hit, banking it for one more week gives you the option to, to remove three players around for four points. Um, and I, I really like that. It helps you move. So if you're wanting to take Watkins out of your side... Being able to move three players around is much easier to do than two. I think it's also worth noting, and this is probably something that will come as uh, as news to Johnny. Uh, <laughs> uh, we've got an FA Cup set of fixtures coming up um, in like in the next week, and we're going to find out uh, who is through, who is not, and whether game week twenty. Uh, twenty six is who's going to have a double game week in that in that game week. So, um, by saving your transfer now, you get a much clearer vision at the end of the next game weeks. Uh, at the end of the other side of the, the game week after next, who's going to have a double game week fixture? So, actually, by banking your transfer now, it means you can effectively make sort of a mini wild card for for a minus four. So making making three transfers for minus four, four transfer four transfers for minus eight, and potentially building your side towards that. So there's it, it saves you maybe playing a wild card or playing a free hit in a, in that game week. So it's I, I, for me personally, I think that right now, if you look at your side and you think it looks okay, this is the time to, to wait. Okay, I'll bank them. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> um, just on, uh, on uh, transfers as well, I think there's one person we probably have to speak about um, from this week. Oh, you know, we've already spoken about Chelsea, but um, we've had a fantasy football legend make a triumphant return uh, to the Premier League this week. Marcus Alonso is back. He's he scoring. Is. He's getting clean sheets. He's having touches in the box, which I said that, that Chelsea's left-backs wouldn't do. Uh, <laughs> he did play left-wing-back in this game. I mean... I'm excited about Alonso um, just because he has obviously been a great point scorer in years gone by. Yeah, and he was also mega expensive, but he's sort of faded off the FPL radar so heavily that I don't know what his points is now to get him into your side. He's 5.6 now. Ooh, that's still still in that upper percentile, isn't it? It is, but you know, used to be like in that, you know, up up in the six point five sevens every single season. It's like I think you know he started this season um, at uh, at six. Uh, Yeah, he started the season at six, um, and the fact that he's obviously dropped in price so much, he could be a lot of fun if he keeps his place. But lots of rotation risks there. They've got three left backs at the end of the day, so lots to think about there. Maybe don't yeah. jump into that one too quickly, but I just love the fact that Marcus Alonso is now a fantasy football option again. It's great. Yeah, it is. It is. And you are awesome. You know, that year he was there, must have in your team. So, uh, yeah, that's, that is great. Um, just a, a quick kind of move on to the last thing in, the, in this uh, in this game week that we, we don't really do this very often on this podcast, but let's just talk a little bit about captaincy because it's not yeah. kind of as clear cut and it wasn't clear cut last week. Um, is there anybody you like with a couple of days to go that you're thinking is kind of a standout captain for you? 
Yeah, I think I'm just too bitter about the fact that you captain Salah this week and I didn't to ignore him against Brighton. And I know we played well today against Spurs and stuff like that, but they really turned it on today. And actually Trent's looking like his old self a bit more and, and they are a bit of a defensive risk, granted, because they, they've lost a lot of players in that, those positions. But um, Salah looked mustard this week and I am just running towards him as my captain shout uh, I'm not afraid to say that that is a fairly locked in decision for me unless something drastic happens um, in, in the in Drew front so he's, he's a pretty nailed on captain shout for me yeah for me it's um it's between Salah and Fernandez. but the thing is sometimes when you like my thinking this week when I captain Salah was um when you I'm unsure about your captaincy and no one stands out you pick your most expensive player um, because there's a reason that they, you own them and it's because they've got the ability to score big hauls and that's my logic behind it and like I think I'm in the same bracket again this week where I'm not quite sure about it certain players have good fixtures Seller's my most expensive player he should be my captain so that's at the moment my logic but I might, I might change my mind um, in the coming days because <laughs> there's a long way to go and sometimes you doubt yourself but I think um, this week was was sort of like after seeing a lot of people kind of captain Cancelo the previous week and getting 17 points and getting kind of what I would actually consider to be like lucky and it's it's part of the fun of fantasy football you get lucky sometimes but the people who tried to do that again this week didn't get it right obviously you kind of did it with Gundogan um, after a 14 point um, haul the previous week it, there's there's a Sometimes you've got to play the safe option, and the safe option is the is the best option. It just hasn't been happening for a few weeks, and I think a lot of people got tricked into thinking that wasn't a good idea this week. Yeah, no, I think it's a fair point, and I can't tell you you're wrong, even though I like doing that because I picked Gundogan and you picked Salah, and that speaks for itself, right? Yeah, and I'm not, and this isn't me trying to be, you know, say that I'm always right because, quite frankly, you know, I captained Salah the previous week and I captained Salah on the double game week where he got like four points. It's not always fun. It's and not we both always, also you know, put in Cancelo, and we both also um, brought in an Evan striker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not everything went right this week, but I was lucky enough to get the right captain and to stick with Bamford. Probably, you know, we were talking about getting rid of him on on the podcast on Thursday. That it was it was potentially an option. A lot of people might have done. Um, there's a lot of luck in this game. It's not always as straightforward as uh, as just saying this is the right thing to do at the right time. You can just sometimes get lucky by getting, you know, Dallas with seven points off your bench because the guy you bought in actually happens to not play at all. That's um, that sometimes happens. Yes. Um. Right. So before we get into the score predictions for this week, um, let's talk our three. Uh, picks that we have uh, who we think are going to score the most fantasy football points this week who Good we idea. have already picked uh, let's start with your first pick Johnny who um, are you going for? Because you did so well for you last week I'm going to go with Raheem the Dream Sterling um, <laughs> He's probably likely to start you know, after, like, after missing out last that's, week That's the logic, so we'll give him a go see how he gets on Great, I'm um, that sounds good. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm looking at my free picks now. I'm thinking, what are you doing, Steve? Uh, but I'm saving the others for overall game weeks where things are a bit more clear. My first pick. Oh, I'm gonna pick Ramsdale for Sheffield United. Right. Okay. <laughs> Sheffield United look better, and we've been saying it for weeks that they've they've got a win in them. They were great against City the other day. Ramsdale looked much more confident. I'm gonna try it against West Brom. 
see how we get on. Anyway, let's move on. I don't want to second de- de- like second guess myself. Uh, who is your second pick? Well, strangely, I'd written this down already, so I'm going to stick with it because it's funny now. But I went with Pereira uh, from West Brom. <laughs> wow, we're going to have a we're going to have a real battle on our hands there. It's basically you know Big Dave versus Raheem again that ended up one nil. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, my second pick is Lacazette. Um, yeah, I think he's Arsenal looking better. He's he's all right in that side. Probably their main goal scorer. So yeah, I've, he's my my pick. Uh, for your third pick, cool. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Wesley Fofana. Hmm, interesting. That um, that makes a lot of sense. You know, Fulham pretty low scorers. Could yeah. possibly work out for you. Um, I'm gonna do I'm, my final pick. I I sort of um, agonised over this uh, for about five minutes while I rushed to put this podcast together after the, <laughs> after the, the Spurs Brighton game. Um, but uh, yeah, I I've decided to go for Wilfred Zaha, who I've notoriously said is a really terrible fantasy football pick long term throughout a season, and he's very patchy. But um, I've just feel that he I, I'm, I'm picking him because they're playing Newcastle there's no other reason this is the only time I could feel like I could pick him and feel confident about it or in any way confident about it so yes Wilfred Zaha let's see how we get on excellent alright well I'm a bigger advocate for Zaha than Steve by the way I think he's uh, he wasn't great last year right four goals it speaks for itself but he's getting way better returns this year so uh, I don't know I, I, I think owners of Zaha are completely justified, and I'm a little bit jelly that I don't have him at times. Yeah, I think that he, you know, he's got, he's having a good season, and the people who've got points for him, fair enough. He's just not my sort of player again. Yeah, it's good, which good. is fine. He's he's been better though. He's he's attracted me more than he has done in the last couple of years. Anyway, let's not linger on Wilfred Zaha and my weird hatred of him because uh, we could be here for a long time talking about it. And you've told me not to ramble on anymore, Johnny, so I'm going to try and keep cracking on. Right, let's do our score predictions. Sounds good. Right, so just to give a very brief explanation of what the structure is, as you might have uh, heard if you've listened before. If not, it's five, point for, five points for a correct score, two points for a correct result, one point uh, for being one goal away from the correct score. So... Um, we talked through last week. Let's crack on with this week. Sheffield United versus West Brom is the first fixture. Johnny, what are you going for? 2-1 to West Bromwich Albion. Well, there you go. We've got, we've got a straight opposite to begin with. I'm going for what? Well, it's not straight opposite. I'm going for 1-0 Sheffield United. Fair play. Um, hoping that Ramsdale will get that clean sheet. Uh, Wolves versus Arsenal. I'm going to go for 1-1. Mm, interesting. Uh, I'm going to go for 2-0 Arsenal. Play. Man United versus Southampton. I'm going to go a boring recovery, but I think we'll, we'll get a result there. I think it's going to be 2 0. I was close to saying 2 1, but I'm going to say 2 0. Get clean sheet in there for United. I'm going to go for 2 2. Mm. Just to really mix things up. Uh, I mean, United have gone a bit of a sticky patch. Newcastle versus Crystal Palace. At the risk of predicting a Newcastle win, them losing, and see Bruce losing his job. I've just got to take it. I think they're going to. I think they're going to win, um, and I hope they win, right? Uh, I, come on, big Steve, uh, not you, Steve, Steve Bruce. Um, <laughs> one 0 Newcastle. 
Right, I, 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 basically the first week we did this, I forgot to say a result to um to one like during this prediction process and lost out. So I've been writing them down ever since before we get onto the podcast. But I, I, I had one all written down for this, but just purely because the fact that Johnny has written down that Newcastle are going to win means they're going to lose. Yep. So I'm going to I'm going to go two one Crystal Palace. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Burnley versus Man City. Uh, three nil City. I've gone 2 0 City. Uh, Fulham versus Leicester. Uh, 2 1 to Leicester. I have gone for 1 1. Mm. Leeds versus Everton. I'm going to go for something really, really rogue here. I'm going to go with 3 all. Mm. I mean, they, they uh, Leeds are awful defensively, and Everton, you know, have uh, are just a bit, were awful this weekend. So, yeah, there's every chance of it. I'm going to go for a little Everton bounce back um, and go for 2 1 to Everton. Aston Villa versus West Ham. Uh, 2-1 Villa. I've got exactly the same. 2-1 Villa. I think we're only saying that because now we've done uh, uh, Villa defensive players now. So I, think I know, a... I did say I was sort of hopeful that, you know, they didn't get a, get a clean sheet. But you, um, didn't you own, uh, didn't you, didn't, there, was, there was a Villa player you used to own, right, that played in defence who you took out. Um, yeah. What was his name? Matt, it was, it was somebody Matt Target. Matt Target. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I owned him. He's not in my team anymore. Not the pl- not the sort of player you want to target taking out, right? Uh, yeah, brilliant. Um, <laughs> I did take him out, and it and it didn't work out. Um, but uh, but look, should have kept the faith. But I wanted Cancelo. That was a bad idea. Never but mind, Dave. Playing for the long run, Steve. Cancelo is going to get me more points. Well, well, apparently, you know, off the basis of what we said, that Cancel is going to get a clean sheet for City, and you know, Aston Villa are going to concede because we're all just really hopeful that Martinez doesn't get another ten points. That's uh, Liverpool versus Brighton, three 0 Liverpool. Just at the risk of being boring, I have got it written down. I've gone for three 0 Liverpool as well. So, yeah, sorry about that, but it's, it's uh, clearly what we think is going to happen. Uh, Spurs versus Chelsea. I'm going to say two 0 Chelsea. I've gone two one Chelsea. Interesting. Maybe the first first goal conceded for Tuchel, but I think they'll get a victory because after watching Spurs tonight, it's hard to back a minute. So yes, it was, and you know, like I said, I think Chelsea looking pretty handy at the back. So gonna gonna stick with my predictions on that and say the two 0 I think, but two one's fair. Fair enough. Um, I've got another uh, another like little bit of. Housekeeping to do before we before we kind of finish up with this. Um, apparently, my uh, my long running sort of like association with Kevin Lasagna uh, that was spoken about <laughs> this week's podcast. Apparently, his sister's name isn't Susan, or like in 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 the fantasy world that we built, isn't Susan. Apparently, it's Sharon Lasagna, and it should have been Sharon Focaccia, not Susan Focaccia. So I'm really sorry to all people who've ever heard me talk about Sharon. Lasagna before, I've I've messed up. Shaz, sorry, it's, it's Steve. <laughs> I won't be acknowledged. Shouldn't have done. Um, yes, yeah, I know. Mental. Literally, I, I've had this from my partner all, all week, basically telling me that um, I she knows more about football than me, uh, on the basis that I got the name of Sharon Lasagna wrong. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm ash- I'm deeply ashamed. Sorry, Shaz. But uh, <laughs> I mean, she's a fictional character in the story of Kevin Lasagna. But I still am having to apologise on this podcast about it. Yeah, and, and quite rightly so. Mm. 
well, exactly. If you mess up, you know that you got to you got to you got to hold your hands up, haven't you? Um, well, we're we're kind of approach the end, but uh, let's. I mean, we'll do the obligatory uh, shout out to old Kev as well. Just you know, Kev, big Kevin Davis. Um, after we, ins- well, I insulted his name last week on this podcast, but um, yeah, Kev, if you if you fancy coming on, just give us a shout. Kevin, like, please, please come on. And if you do come on, we won't get any of your family names wrong. Um, me in particular. <laughs> Steve's got track record for not delivering on that, but we promise it'll be a, it'll be a great chat. You'll, you'll, you'll thoroughly enjoy yourself. In fact, I think I might let Johnny host that one in fairness. He can just quite do it himself. I'm yeah. not to be trusted in that in that scenario. Yeah. Plus, there'll be less Steve rambles, so you'll have a great time. Oh no, everyone's sick of it by now, anyway. But you know, here we are at the end of the at the end of a, a, a long weekend of wonderful footballing action where Matt Target got himself a clean sheet and Ken Shelley didn't play. So brilliant. that's all we need to know. Brilliant, um, brilliant, brilliant. On that note, shall we wrap this up? Um, thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to find us on the social medias, we are at 115FPL on Twitter and we are at 115FPL podcast on Instagram. I've been Steve... I've been Johnny. And we will see you at the other side of Game Week 22. Thanks very much. Bye-bye.